Hello, my friends. Katie Day with the Move Me to Texas team here with another episode of The Real Advice Podcast. I am really excited to welcome this week's guest to the podcast. He is a husband, father, realtor, team leader, and a business coach. Uh, Before getting into real estate, he worked in the nonprofit sector. And after starting to build an investment portfolio, he realized how fun real estate was. And that was the right path for him. And that's where he is today. So please join me in welcoming my friend, Ryan Adams. Thank you, Katie. It's a pleasure. Just down the road. Yeah. My, uh, my friend in the Southwest area of town. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's going on? How far back do you want me to go, by the way? <laughs> well, I was born on now. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, um, I have, I started in real estate, technically my first experience with real estate was I bought my first house in my mid twenties. Um, and then I had to sell it. So I had to find a real estate agent, but then I decided not to sell it and it became my first investment property. Okay. And then moved to California. My wife and I got married. We moved to Newport beach for, uh, about six years with, uh, the previous organization I was working with, kept that investment property, got another investment property. Um, then came, decided I was going out of that, decided I was coming back to Houston and, um, was looking at a series of lots of different job opportunities. Um, mainly sales related, um, people related and real residential real estate was my last choice. It was <laughs> okay. like the one I didn't want to do. And by the way, my wife was pregnant with our third Rebecca at the time. Okay. We had, we had some money and savings, we had investment property and I had to make a quick choice. So I interviewed yeah. for commercial real estate, interviewed for uh, and I got great thing, I guess, in sales, everybody is willing to hire you and, um, realized it was going to take me a long time to make money in those yeah. other, other industries. And my savings would not last that long. Yeah. And my, we're about to have our third kid in five months. So, uh, real estate it was. So I joined up on a team and there the journey began of real estate. <laughs> I, that was 2016, end of 2016. So I feel like you kind of said what my thoughts were when you said that you were thinking commercial real estate or this or that. Because like, I mean, the the payoff in commercial real estate is obviously a lot bigger than it is in residential, but the deals just take longer. You know what I mean? Even leases, yes. like in in you know our experience with with our team and doing some commercial leases and stuff like that. Like you know, you can get someone into a house lease within two weeks or less. Like commercial lease, like t- it's just two weeks for attorneys to even, you know, go back and forth. So, uh, probably a smart move on your part with, with a child on the way. Yes. And it was, I mean, and what's funny is so I went and worked with, um, I don't know, you know if you know who Steve Kenny is. So, uh, Steve Kenny's with compass now at that time is with Remax. joined up on his team and like, he was hundred percent referrals and like, uh, he had no leads or anything. And I, uh, he would give me these lease leads. So he had a lot of investors that were, which is kind of how we met too, was through, you know, he, he was my real estate agent and he had a lot of investors in third ward area. Um, and, but they all needed people to lease, you know, they needed tenants. So he would be like, the only leads I got are these like tenants in third ward, which were unfortunately a lot of like horrible credit scores. I've got two pit bulls. 
and a horrible credit score. What can you get me into? And it was like, I would just, I was just showing. And I was doing like, I remember, I remember coming back with, uh, to the house one day and I closed like my sixth lease and my commission was like, Steve was like, Hey, I don't need the money. You just, whatever. If you print yeah. them out, it's if you get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was like 500 bucks. And I was like, Lauren, if I could do like 20 of these, I was actually having this thought. If I could do 20 of these a month, I mean, that's like, it's like 10 K a month. I mean, I could, and I can't believe I actually had that thought, but that was the, that was the start of, of where it went to. So, um, honestly, that's not a, t- well, I mean, maybe, maybe location and price point weren't exactly the most ideal, but like, you know, we in the past have had a ton of lease listings and, you know, worked with investors and things like that. And like, I've had lease clients that have like leased two houses and then bought and then sold, you know? Right. So it's like, when you look at the grand scheme of things, like that's when you first start out, I think like a lot of agents will turn down business or want to wait for a bigger check right. or whatever. And it's like, you just need contact with people. You need to be out looking at homes and like, you know, turn it and burn it. And, you know, obviously it, it quickly, um, you know, continued to, to increase for you as far as what you were doing and everything. But um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not, not a terrible place to start. Um, you know, as well, far, go sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so I was saying, um, the one thing I would say it did teach me was like, I, I would, so he'd send over these lease leads and I would literally put them on a sheet of paper or an Excel spreadsheet, put their name, their credit score, <laughs> their phone number. And I would just go through and call all those people. And I would do like kind of a pre-qualification, but weirdly it taught me how to prospect and how to follow up. And yeah. like how to ask right questions to filter because you have to like filter them out without saying, tell me your exact credit score. And, you know, like without, but you're still trying to get, you know, business and it yeah. kind of gave me the foundation for, you know, my future business. So, yeah. No, I completely agree. I mean, I came from a multifamily background. So, you know, back when I was a leasing agent, that's what I was doing all day long. Right. So, um, you know, getting comfortable on the phones, I think is really helpful. So kind of going back to that, you know, a few years ago, not, not that far ago, actually, but like what, what advice would you give to someone, you know, if they just got their license and, you know, are, are embarking out into this world of real estate, what's some advice that you would give them? Um, I mean, honestly, I think getting on a team and being under someone who knows real estate really well, if you're, if you're scared to go that route and don't be worried about splits and commission at that point in your career because what you need most is the know-how and follow someone you trust and you're they're good and they've got good character and all that get under them and learn as much as they're willing to teach you um and then i would say like create a foundation for like what your day and your week looks like and try to stick to that as much as possible and making sure that you're doing the most important things first before everything else, i.e. prospecting yeah. as much as you can. You know, that <laughs> prospecting would be... and prospecting. Yes, exactly. Um, no, that's, that's great advice. And I think, um, you know, I, and you may see this as well, but I see a lot of people that come to me after they've already been on another team, right? And they're right. like, hey, you know, I was on the ABC realty team and, you know, I was promised the world and I didn't get any training and I didn't get any leads and it just wasn't what I expected. 
Um, so if you were a brand new agent and you were interviewing teams, like how would you sift through that? Cause like, I mean, if someone interviews with you or they interview with me, I mean, we're both going to say how great our team is and you know, that we, we show them the world, but like our expectation and their expectation and reality may not all match up. Right. So how would you as a new agent or how would you advise a new agent to try to sift through some of the BS to find a team that's the right fit for them? I would probably have them, um, ask, I would have them ask, you know, if it's like, I'm assuming it's a team leader, whoever, um, g- can you give me some success stories on your team of, of people who've come in like me and what have you guys done to help them get to the next level, whatever that might be, and then see if they'll allow you. So like when someone comes on our team, I'm again, I'm kind of an open book and I'm either like, it's going to be a really good fit. I could, pr- I could grow my team way quicker than I'm growing right now. But I'm super picky because I want to make sure they have good expectations. I have good expectations and they understand what we're going to offer them versus them coming on and going, I'm going to expect the world. And when I probably still offer it a little bit, but I, I want them to have a, a, re- a realistic idea of what the fit's going to be and if it is yeah. a good fit. Um, and so making sure that's the case and that like, hey, do you have a system and process? Not just, hey, my license hangs at your office and you're going to shoot me leads in Boomtown and there we go. But like, is there a process Like you do that really well with, you know, like your onboarding and all that stuff. Like there needs to be that type of a process and making sure that, you know, and I'd get, I'd get references on the team leader. I get, you know, see if they, so oh, one of the things I would say is I, let, I, I always tell people who are joining our team, like go interview um, one of the agents on my team. She's been with me from the beginning. Yeah. I go, go talk to her. She's been, she's seen me the most ask for any questions. I always tell her to be honest and open as possible because again, as a team leader, if you get an agent or team that's really not a good fit for you, it's going to be just as much of a headache. Um, you're not just trying to get people to get on your team for the sake of it. So that I'd probably just be like, I, tr- you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. Yeah. I always tell new agents that, especially like when they're looking for a brokerage, you know, it's like right. you're in the driver's seat when you're looking for a brokerage. Every single one of those brokerages wants you, you know, you need to find the one that's the right fit for you. And I think, you know, for teams, it's it's definitely you need to find a good mutual fit. Um, as well. So I, I like that. Um, and the, and the interview or meet with someone that's already on the team, um, I think is good. Cause it's like, I think they almost believe it more than, you know, talking to the team. leader. Yes, exactly. That's totally true. Um, but I do find it's funny that some, some of them never ended up making that call to, you know, the agent I said, Hey, give them a call to or whatever, maybe because they thought I was like prepping them or something, (laughs) but, but I'm like, man, I would, if I wish I would have kind of had that, but you know, um, Although mine ended up being a great experience. So <laughs> that's your boy. Um, yes. yeah, I, um, sometimes I'll, I'll give like the prospective agents name and number to like, you know, some of, some of the agents and they'll reach out. Um, so, so it's interesting to see if they like actually respond or don't or whatever. So, right. um, one of the things that we were talking a little bit about, you know, previously, and we've definitely talked about this before is coaching, Right. Right. Um, and I know you are a coach and you also are coached. Um, so how this. would you say that? And I guess now that I think about the time frame, have you been in coaching the entire time you've been in real estate? All but um, all but one year. And and that okay. was when I was on Steve's team. Um, he was kind of my coach per se yeah. in his in, in his way. Yeah. Um, and then I went when I went off my own. The I mean, like when I started my own team, that was the first thing I did was I hired a coach. Yeah. So how would you say like being in coaching has changed your, your outlook on business and kind of business in general? So I'm a, what's interesting is, and I have, I usually 
uh, relate to agents that are similar to me, which I'm like, if you looked at my disc profile, I'm off the charts, D off the charts, I off the charts, low S off the charts, low C. So like me being organized and like, I figured it out how to do it, but it does not come naturally. It pushes me. Like I have to push myself hard to do it. And I have to surround myself with people that do that. But most good agents, like most team leaders, most, uh, I'm saying most successful agents, either high D, high I. I mean, I'm assuming you're somewhere in that category because it just, those are the skills typically. That mean you can't be an agent. We're not those things. It just comes a little bit easier, but that typically means we're not as you feel way more organized, but I also, maybe I come across that way too, to some people, but I know what's going on in the, in the back scene, you know, but what was my, what was our question again? Sorry. Coach, oh, like what a, uh, coaching, how's it impacted your business? Oh. So, <laughs> That's the I, that's the I for you. There there it is. Yes. Yes. Um, So it, I think the biggest thing is it's, there's a foundation and a baseline of a plan, even if it's chaotic and just having it in your life keeps you on that plan. So I know every week my coach is going to ask me for my numbers. So either I can waste my money and keep coming to each session going, I forgot my numbers again, or I can actually try and get the benefit out of it. And hopefully, you know, my clients, they feel the same way. Like, like, Hey, this is going to keep me as a base. Um, but I'd say overall coaching experience, it's just like, it's that accountability. So I did, I actually did life coaching prior to uh, getting into real estate. It was much more involved around like your whole life, your whole like 10 year, 15 year vision, um, a, a little bit day to day, like in Tom Ferry coaching, it's much more um, day-to-day, week-to-week. Like it's a very high level of accountability compared to other coaching programs that I've seen. Um, And so I just, to me, I operate better that way. I know some people have a hard time with it, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also too, like who your coach is, you know, Um, on how much accountability you get, you know, on a a weekly basis and then even between coaching calls and stuff like that. Um, and I think that also kind of sometimes depends on the client too. Cause I know people that like, they talk to their coaches a lot more frequently than others. Um, and sometimes it's like, I know those that talk to their coaches more frequently may need more accountability. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And it's, and that's, it's, it is a hard thing because I'm on both sides of it. Um, of like, I get, I kind of, you kind of got to figure out the balance as a coach of, you know, how much accountability do you bring them figuring out how much communication do you have in between calls? Um, and it, it is such a balance, but like, you know, usually the ones that do the best with coaching, I feel like are the ones that fully embrace it and are like, I'm going to be fully vulnerable and you're, I'm because that's the only way you're going to grow. I'm not going to come to our coaching calls with some type of facade. Um, and you know, it tends to work the best for them. So yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I think when I first got into coaching, some of those first calls where, you know, you're kind of getting to new, know your coach and even like in switching coaches, I'm sure you've had more than one coach in the time, you know, that you've yeah. been in coaching, right? Like when you go to a new coach and you guys are kind of having that like initial conversations and stuff like that, it's like some of it feels like it's like, you know, a uh, a therapy session when you're like getting into stuff. I'm like, man, this is, this is heavy. Yeah. This is heavy stuff. I just want to talk about like, you know, contracts and escrows, not like, you know. Well, the hard part is, is all the other stuff affects the contract. Yeah. And you know, that's the hard part is it, it's much more your, your family life, your, you know, your financial situation, all that, you know, affects them. So, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I get it. I just don't enjoy it. So yes, yeah, it is I know, what it is. I know. Um, but, you know, kind of speaking of coaching and, you know, just like personal growth and business growth, one of the things that that Tom keeps saying, um, and I'm sure you heard this la- when you were at the last mastermind is like, what got you here will get you less this year, right? So, so yeah. what brought you success in say 2021, if you do the same thing this year, it's going to get you less in 2022 than it did last year, right? Yeah. Um, just with yeah. how the market's changing, just with, you know, marketing changing, more people entering the market, people taking more market share, like all of these things are happening, right? So yep. what do you think is one thing that you're doing differently this year than you were last year? Um, I am doubling down on my uh, delivering value to our database. So, and I'm encouraging my agents to do the same. Like, um, I think, I think, it you've kind of some agents like I, I really feel bad for the agents that it came into the industry in the last two years because when i came into the industry which i mean again i haven't been in it that long but 2016 it was i mean it wasn't a buyer's market but it was like i mean when you're like hey let's go I, i'm interested in how you know this house it would be like hey let's go set appointments for like eight homes and you drive around like now it's just like one hit the market let's go i'll meet you yeah. there is it is it it is it not it um and so that to me was kind of more of a normal market and, but in some ways more difficult. Um, and there, you know, um, th- I mean, obviously this market has lots of its diff- difficulties too, but I think some agents have gotten off easy because it's like, Hey, if your friend needs to list their house and they're in your database and you're going to be the agent, it's been super easy. Yeah. Um, I think people in general are going to be very much more concerned about, making sure when we go through a hard market that who they're working with is the best. And yeah, you'll still get some business from your friends or whatever, but I think you need to be able to deliver value. And I have seen, I want to be for my sphere, my SOI, I want to, and and anybody I work with, I want to be seen as the source you know, as Tom always talks about the agent of choice, you know, like, yeah. But that comes with like, I'm bringing the knowledge, the experience, delivering value. And so that's where, I mean, I came back and I, every time I always come back from a Tom Ferry deal, I feel like all my staff hates me because I come back and I'm like, here's the next 20 things we're going to be doing. And they're like, crap, here's, which means you're going to be doing it. But most of the stuff that we, that I've come back with in the last couple of months have been th- ways to deliver value. You know, so I think that's where we're doubling down. And and you want examples of that would just be like, um, you know, more communication with our database, more, you know, more information we're passing them, more contact, more calls, and and that's that's really what we're doing. So we'll see though. Um, on that, you know, giving more information and things like that, I feel like, and it may just be because we've talked more. And now the algorithm's pushing your stuff into my feed. But I feel like your amount and quality of your video content has both increased and improved over the past kind of, you know, whatever. Yes. So what I, what, all right, obviously since how long has Tom and Jason been pushing video, 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 video? I mean, like. Since the beginning of time. I don't think we really believed it. I really don't think we did. Like most people didn't. They're like, yeah, you do it. It looks good, but it doesn't really work. And then finally I was like, 
I mean, it was what the the one thing I walked away from Summit was like, hey, I'm I'm going to double down on video. Um, that I, that I know that sounded different from what I said about you know delivering value to my clients, but that is part of it. Yeah. Um, because all my SOIs watching me on Instagram or whatever. So I I mean I have I mean I hired a videographer. I've I I've scheduled I mean like every week I have a video scheduling filming time where I'm putting together our videos. Um I'm pushing our team to do it. And we I wouldn't necessarily I mean, yes, we've gotten some business from it, but I wouldn't say like, hey, it's not necessarily uh been this like amazing, oh my gosh, all these listings come in and all that. But I I hear all the time. I go on listing appointments and not knowing them. And they'll say, I see your videos, you know, yeah. um, which means I'm, and most of my videos, I do some funny stuff here and there, but for most of them, I'm bringing value. Um, and I, you know, like I recently just did this. Oh my Lord. It took, it was, it was kind of exhausting because it was my first one, but I did 30 straight days with 30 seconds of how we list a home. So 30 days, yeah. we get the whole home, home selling process, everything we do. And part of that too, by the way, like I got, I asked a couple of my real estate buddies, like, Hey, like I'm going to give away some of my little secrets of what I do. And maybe they're known, but is that like bad to do that? You know? And then we were both like, Houston has so much business. There's plenty of transactions out there to be had. Like no one's going to, you know, so no, but here's the idea. The other thing is what's going to happen. An agent hears that and goes, Oh, that's really cool. But 99% 99% of agents won't do one thing different. You know, that's the, that's what I think the difference in like, how do you stand out in this industry uh, as we move in this market? And these agents that haven't really had to work that hard is you've got to be willing to do what nobody else is willing to do. So you yeah. can get what, what they're not going to get. Yeah. But yes, the video is I've really doubled down on the video stuff. I started a YouTube channel and done that. Like, I think we've been doing that for six months. I think we put up like maybe a hundred videos or something like that and seen a lot of good stuff come out of it. So casual, just a hundred videos. No big deal. That's all. That's <laughs> I know, fantastic. I know, that's really awesome. I know. Well, and it, it, it actually now that didn't, the YouTube channel did not feel as difficult because it was, it's just been, and like, I mean, we're not getting, we're still not getting crazy numbers on every deal, but like, yeah. I've got a couple of videos that you know, are getting like 10,000 views. And, um, and it's like, you never know Like the one I don't want to get, like, I'm like, yeah. Oh, that one was so bad. Gets all the yeah. views. And then the one I'm like, Oh, this is the best one gets no views. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but the, my favorite thing I would tell you is when I get someone to comment on, like, they have a question, like, yeah. Like, can you help me? Like some, had someone watch my video on property uh, or capital gains. And they're like, Hey, can you help me figure mine out? They're not even my client. And I just like helped them out. No big deal. I don't yeah. even think they'll ever use me, but I really enjoy that. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I think that like video and social is such a branding play. Um, and that's mm-hmm. where, you know, I, like I get people that DM me a lot, you know, cause like we put out, I and my team both put out a lot of content. And so it's one of those things right. where they're like, Oh, but like, all I get are realtor comments. No consumers ever comment. And I'm like, do you, do you go on to like Nike and comment on shoes and be like, these are wonderful shoes. Thank you so much for making them. No, you don't. You right. just go buy them or you save it for when you want to buy them. Right. So like consumers right. aren't going on like, thank you for your staging tip. I will remember this for the future when I call you to list my home like that, you know, but they're saving it or they're seeing you or they're following you, you know? Right. Um, and then for, as far as realtors commenting, I'm like, 
th- that's a complete like agent to agent referral play. Like right. interact with people on social, you know, and they're going to remember you when it's time to to send a buyer or a seller, you know, to your market. Um, so I definitely think that you know, that they're out there. And I'm sure you've seen this too. I'll go into a listing appointment and, you know, I'll have a buyer or a seller or a listing appointment, a seller, you know, be like, so I saw your video on painting and we were thinking about painting the living room, but not the kitchen. What are your thoughts? Or like, I saw the the video about the lights. Should we change out the light fixtures or are they good as is? And like reference very specific things in videos. So it's like, you know, they don't need to comment, but they're, they're out there and they're watching, you know? So um, keep making yeah, content. I, I mean, like I went on a listing appointment a couple weeks ago and I'm not really that big on TikTok yet. I'm trying to get that, go that direction. I basically yes, just I like tell our, our videographer, I'm like, Hey, um, whatever we do on reels, let's throw it on TikTok. Yeah. And, um, which it just doesn't co- always like match really well or whatever, but I, every now and then do these like funny videos or whatever. And th- I walked into this appointment and, uh, the wife was like, would not look me in the eye the whole time. Like, I don't know wh- why she just went in the eye, but the husband who I kind of knew because my son played in the baseball league and I'd met him a couple of times. Anyway, we're going through the whole thing. Like I still in my head going, well, I don't know why they called me. Like, I didn't know. I like, yeah. you know, was, uh, and I knew they knew some really good realtors that were their friends. Well, at the end of the deal, she wouldn't look at me. She, she goes, um, I already have a realtor that I would like to work with, but my husband been watching your TikTok videos for a year and he really thinks you're funny and thinks you know what you're talking about. So that's why you're here right now. I was like, okay. So I'm like, all right, I'll take it. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, at least I think the, I think the word for me where, where I'm not, where I'm at of what it's done for me is brand reinforcement, not yeah. necessarily um, I'm getting, you know, a million listings from it, but yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think that uh, it's definitely a brand play for sure, um, and I do think you know business comes from it as well. So it's it's a win win in my book. Yeah, totally. Um, cool. So switching gears a little bit, what um, when would you say is the the best time of day that you get your work done? Um, early morning. I so I have a weird routine where, and I changed this this year, where I try and get to the office as early as I can get. 6 30, 7 o'clock. And then I go work out. I used to work, I used to work out before the day, but then I I I do F45 and that's it's easy for me with um because it's just programmed and I can walk yeah. in, it's different every day. Um, but I go at noon. Um, and so then I'm it's kind of like what separates my day. And so then I go in really early, but that that right when I go in from like, you know, let's say it's seven to nine thirty is like my cream of the crop. Like it's, I'm ready. To, I mean, it's like the best. And then usually actually about this time, which we're recording this at like four to four to five thirty six o'clock is about my next best time. Cause the middle stuff, I feel like there's lots of just tons of distractions and lot, all, all my meetings typically take place in the middle part. But um, yeah, that's so the question was, when am I most productive? It would probably yeah. be early morning. Yeah. Early morning. Yeah. Um, I, I find that early morning's great too. Cause it's like, you can fire off emails or do things and no one's responding. Right. That's so right. it's like, you can get a bunch of stuff done, get your inbox cleared to whatever point you need to get it cleared to do any like paperwork stuff. Cause it's like, there's no distraction. Um, and that's where, you know, people always get on me, like waking up early. I'm like, I can get more done between, you know, seven and eight 30 than I can from like 11 to, you know, after lunch. Yeah. Are you, uh, do, I was going to ask you a question. Do you, um, what's your inbox normally at? 
at the end of the day? Do you, are you a zero person? Like you got to bring it down to zero or are you? I like for it to be at zero. Um, we use Gmail, you know, so it's like it needs to be under a page for sure. You know, and that's like what, 25 to 50. I like yeah. for them to all be in one screen. But I mean, some stuff you just can't delete. So like, you know, if it's yeah. if it's a login that I need to work something on or, or you know, yeah. a specific like email chain, like I leave it in my inbox to remember it. So like I definitely clear out whatever I don't need, archive it, you know, put it in a folder, flag it for later, snooze it, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I like for it to be as clear as possible. What are yeah. you? Uh, are you 20,000? Um, no, I'm not that. Um, okay. I'm like, a, I'm like 300 and it's in partly it's a mixture of like, I just haven't junked stuff over and, um, and I, I'm stuck with Apple mail. Like I have all my accounts on Apple mail because I don't like going logging in and all the different things. And I've been using Apple Mail for a while, and but it's probably not the best organization thing hmm. for it, but I like it. Maybe you should talk to your coach about that. I know. I probably should. I, add that, already, add that to I've, next week's homework, coach. I've also seen his inbox, so he might not be the guy that I'm going to get the advice from. The worst is when you see those guys that have like, I don't know how they're in real estate. And I will literally see like the, you know, like the red buttons on your, um, yeah. and yeah. they're like at like, 4,000 text messages on red. I'm like, no, that's what I'm saying. There's, there's two types of people in this world, inbox zero, and then like 20,000. And that's, so honestly, um, you know, you were asking about, um, disc profile and stuff like that. I'm actually a DC. So like my, eye, like natural is higher than my adaptive, but like in a situation where it's a bunch of like drive DI, like ID DI personalities, like I can step back and not be in charge. It hurts my soul, but I can, you know, Um, and I'm always the person who's like organizing everything or whatever. So like, that's kind of my personality. Um, but we always ask admin if we're like hiring a new TC or an ops person to see for them to unlock their phone and show us like their home screen, because like, you know, in an interview, when you're meeting with someone, you're going to have like some unread stuff. But like for me right now, I have like two unread text messages and that's it. Right. Like, you know, and I'm so, good, and I'm I'm really good with text messaging. Like as far as like not not re- I mean reading them. Yeah. What I, what's bad is like my once I read it, I wish there was a un. There's not. Tell me the unread track. to make it like unread yes. again. Yeah, because I mean, like literally, I mean, it's this is today. It's just yeah. like I'm still I'm still not at the bottom of today. My solution <laughs> sometimes know? is to pin them right. Like so, I have like oh, yeah. you know a couple always pinned, and then I'll, I'll pin something if I need to to remember, or I'll screenshot it and email it to myself so that like right. it's in my inbox. But yeah, I would agree with you on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that there's two types of people, and that's like an admin. I would want to be like an inbox zero person. So yes, exactly. Um, by the way, by the way, what do you got? I, I know I know you're into sneak drops. What's been your greatest sneaker sneak drop win lately? I'm curious. Um, so I've I actually have pretty good. So two things. So I wear a size seven men's, eight and a half women's, eight to eight and a half women's. So I can buy big kid shoes. So I'm often able to get <laughs> shoes just off of the Nike website for like cheaper and like you know fun, right? That's, that's my wife too. She can do that. Yeah. So it's it's nice. Um, I recently got the off-white blazers on the on the drop which was very surprising um oh wow i didn't what's crazy is i didn't even really want them but a friend of mine wanted the black pair so i was like oh i'll bid on the black pair for her and a white pair for me and then i won and she lost or you know i didn't get hers um 
but I really like them. Um, so that's probably like my my coolest pair of shoes that I own. Um, I think I think that's the one that I just got a pair of. Um, they're vintage and it's like made of foam. The te- the like tongue of the deal is made yeah. of like foam on the inside. You know what that's called? They're, I know what you're talking fa- about. They're my favorite pair to wear, though. I will tell yeah. you that because I can wear them with the suit or like you know just jeans or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I well, I'm looking forward then to when. I mean, clearly we'll probably see each other before, but yes. when we're both in Dallas for Summit, um, I'm sure you'll be wearing some cool shoes. We'll have to. My, my paisley, my paisleys are coming too, which I got those, which were freaking hard to get, but I got those. Do you know what those yeah. are? No, I'm excited. Oh my gosh, yes, they're paisley. Like, I mean, paisley. I get, I get that part of it, but yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, send me, send me a picture. I'm excited. What? Um, I'll, I'll hit you with another quick, you know, real estate question and then we can kind of wrap sure. up or whatever, but what, um, would be like a book or two or, or three, maybe at max that you would recommend anyone in real estate read? Um, as old as it is, um, I still think, um, Keller's millionaire real estate agent, although time has yeah. changed. Uh, it's probably there. Is that on your? Is that on your it's not. It's right at now? the. It's at the office bookshelf. It just for anybody. I mean, it's such a great foundational book, and most of the stuff in that, I believe, is still pretty valid. Um, but that would probably be the one that I would. That would be starting that. Um, recently, man, what would be a good one that I've recently enjoyed? Um, gosh, another real estate book. I've been reading this book called The Big Leap. Have you heard of that? I have not. Let me write that down. Is it's basically? I think you'd like that too. It's basically like on the concept of like how do you get to the next level in a sense? Yeah. Like where you're at, most people are. Most people are not taking it to the next level because of their limiting beliefs of themselves. Yeah. And it basically helps you figure out how to how to do that. Like how, you know, like talking through that process. I'm not finished with that book. So I can't give it a full recommendation, but I'll okay. give it a, I'm almost finished with that book, okay. but I'm also known for not finishing books. Um, uh, but yeah, those two, I would say that those two are probably the other book that, um, that has always been good for any, doesn't matter what type of business, but good to great. Jim Collins is such a good book. I mean, yeah. have, you, have you read that one? I have. Yeah. It's such a good book. Um, and it's kind of similar concept. The big leap is, but just a little bit more zoned in on that. Yeah. No, that's um I always like getting good book recommendations. I'm so I'm uh always in the process of reading like one or two and there's always some on the nightstand and some like on my desk and some that are like, you know, bookmarked on here. So, um I've been trying to be better this year at like actually just reading books start to finish um yeah. before I move on to the next one. So, yeah. We uh I actually just got our team um and I guess the, I guess he's going to be speaking at Summit is um, Phil Jones' book on exactly what to say. Exactly what to say. I didn't know so, exactly what to say, but that's what the <laughs> name of the book is. I didn't know exactly what to say, but it's exactly what to say. Um, I actually bought the team the exactly what to say for real estate, so it's the same premise, yeah. but then all of the um, examples are real estate related. So it's it's like listing appointments, buyers, buyers on the fence, sellers on the fence, stuff like that. Um, so I saw that I just didn't have you and you, it, it's the same book though. 
It's yeah, it's it has all of the same kind of chapters, but there's they all have real estate examples. So maybe by yourself, exactly what to say for real estate agents. And then when you guys are going through different chapters, like in a team meeting, you can like drop this, like, you know, real estate related stuff. You could be like, oh, or potentially an example would be, and then just drop like with a chapter from the book. And they're gonna be like, damn, you're so smart. (laughs) So hopefully none of your team members are listening to this. They probably didn't make it all the way through. So it's, it's no big deal. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. If 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 they're pros- if this is like they're prospecting, no, they did not make it all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> like most real estate agents. Yes. Um, all right, I'm gonna hit you with a hard hitting question. So I know I said I wasn't gonna do it, but I am. Go for it. I love it. If it was your last meal on earth, what would you be eating? Um, it would be a big meal. <laughs> um, because I'm gonna get fit everything on there that I can. Man, I'm a I'm a steak and potatoes guy, so it would be, oh, you know, where where were we at? We were somewhere in Vegas for something, Tom Ferry. For actually, in January, that actually might be. I'm changing. It is a steak, but um, it was yes, it was elite in January. That's where it was. That that was Vegas, right? It was. And I went to Hell's Kitchen, and I had the beef Wellington. Um, and it was amazing and uh but i would i would go there to get that and then i would go get a twice baked potato from uh taste of texas in houston and then i would get in this is a whole like uh journey for i would get an old-fashioned at that's my drink of choice at um stq is that the place stq yeah that would be my meal that's all i need So, all right, Beef Wellington obviously is a pretty specific dish. So in <laughs> Houston, what's your general uh, cut of choice when you go to get a steak? Um, I usually actually get a strip, um, okay. a strip or filet. Um, okay. I don't like – I'm the crazy one. I don't really like ribeyes. They're too fatty for me. I no, like, that's – I mean, I, I – yeah. But filets tend to be not enough fat, but if they're seasoned well, whatever, that's why the strip is usually perfect because it's a good balance of like – yeah lean and and um got a little bit of fat in there so okay. All right. what's your what's your what's your favorite restaurant to get a steak at in houston in houston um i would say it's probably george james hmm. um that that ranks pretty high up there for me nice or honestly just papa's yeah, uh, they're yes, that's you know they're good. Just like I've not been to George, I've not been to George James before, but dude, we need to we need to fi- figure out something to celebrate, and we'll go. Um, hey, well, let me tell you this. Uh, one thing I'd like to do is I don't know if you do. I do this thing called Foodie Friday, which I kind of paused for a while, but it, like every Friday, I would do review of a restaurant in Houston. Um, it's just a quick thing. So you have to do one with me, and okay. and you get you get to pick the choice, and you got to like okay. it's like you got to show me why you think it's so good. Oh, I'm not, I'm not sure we'll do George James on that, but no, I mean, that might be a little bit of an expensive budget for, and I'm, buy, you know. and I'm buying. So, but yeah, pick something. that's like, a, you know, like you can't just get anywhere. Okay. Anywhere. I'll have to go back through your videos and see like kind of what, uh, yeah. where yeah, you've yeah. been. So I can make sure that's an original, but I'm going to try to so figure out something. I've done. Most of them have been in the burbs. I've yeah. done a couple of in town, but a lot of them been in the burbs. The Heights have done a lot, but okay. outside of that, Cause you're up there. You're kind of near Edo, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't yeah. do I don't do anything in Edo. So. All right. Well, I'll have to, yeah, now I'm, I'll have to put my thinking cap on, on that one. 
Um, so yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Last question. If someone wanted to connect with you, where would be the best place for them to find you? Uh, Instagram, the Adams group TX and, um, that'd probably be the best spot right there. Okay. Just go there. Perfect. Well, Ryan, I really appreciate you taking the time you, to Katie. chat today. Um, I wish you all the best and looking forward to shooting a uh, foodie Friday here soon. Absolutely. We'll do it. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate it. All right, man. See ya.